This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 392. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on episode 392 we conclude our summer series episodes of the week looking at the sevens. This episode here, 2007. That's right, Fridays every day this week have been the 2000s. And yeah, it feels kind of weird to be here in this episode because the Sevens have proved um, monumentally decisive. Let's put it this way, we've been more on the page than we've been off and 2007 is no exception to that at all. So sit in your comfy chair and get ready for a thrill ride where we once again unanimously agree on a movie. I think you might like this one though. What's happening under the stairs? Well, this is the second last episode of the week. The final one will come your way this coming Sunday where we do our 88 Films Italian Collection series of reviews. We'll be looking at Knife of Ice by the late great maestro himself, Umberto Lenzi. Now, I've already reviewed this earlier on in the year with Dave Parker, who's actually on this episode of the recording, so let's call that a weird quinky dink. But yeah, that's your final episode from Under the Stairs. Now, the Teapots Collective may or may not have an episode, ladies and gents. You can never tell on these things. We may have a doing the nasty. It might be recording this week. I have not a fucking clue. And to be honest, time is a flat circle, as a wise actor once said. So yeah, if it arrives, then that's cool. If it doesn't, then... I don't know what to do about that, and we'll just have to wait another week and then return with more Action Jackson. So yeah, there we go. Hopefully you're sticking with us. There's only two weeks left of summer series before we swing into a little bit of Bezoween action, and we're already two episodes recorded into that series already, which kind of feels like maybe we're too organised. So I'm just waiting for the other people to drop off, and then we're scrambling at the last minute to record that episode. Do you know what's going to happen? Baz knows it's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. It's just a matter of time is on my side. Yes, it is. So now that we've got ourselves all in our comfy chairs, now that we're all ready, let's do this, shall we? Let's bring it in and say, ladies and gentlemen of the listenership, welcome to a summer series episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. And for the last time in this particular run, ladies and gentlemen, I bid you welcome to 2007. You see that crap? All that horror crap? Things coming out of crates and eating people? Dead people coming back to life? People turning into weeds, for Christ's sake? Well, yes, I did, but I... Well, you want them reading that stuff? Well, no, but... All right, then. I took care of it. That's why God made fathers, babe. That's why God made fathers. But I have to... And... 
Show you something. You are mine. You are mine. <laughs> Every humiliation which stood in his way could be swept aside by the simple act of annihilation. Murder. Lick my plate, you dog bitch! Murder. Lick my plate, you dog bitch! I believe in the life eternal! As promised to us by our Lord Jesus Christ! It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Boy! 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 What do you want? By this simple act of annihilation. Murder. Wolfman's gone nards! Most of all, fuck you! Fuck you, asshole. That's fucking crazy, man. Welcome back, ladies and gents. So here we are. This is the last episode of the summer series for this week. This has been a week of sevens, and we're finishing with 2007. Um, now, as originally advertised, Jerry Heron uh, was supposed to be here. He's not here on this recording, so we are carrying on without him. And uh, he has submitted through his pick for this episode, but I'm going to be honest, uh, <laughs> he's submitting it through... And uh, it was already picked. We'd all agreed. So he didn't have to, but he did anyway. Now, here is the kicker. These things don't often happen on the summer series where further information has come out since recording of the original episode, which has changed the bracket of a movie. Now, to give context out there before I introduce my guests, the summer series has many, many, many rules. That's kind of the fun part about it. Uh, my favourite rule, and it's the one that causes the most headaches, but weirdly has now benefited us in the long run, um, is that I quantify a movie's date for classification on here as of its first time screening any cinema in the country of its origin, i.e. film festival or whatever, not its general release date. Uh, so if a movie was made in America, but its first play was and we have examples of this is in like Canada and they did an international tour and then it ended up in America but came out in America 
the following calendar year, then it would be that year that we would take for the movie and not the year it was actually playing in cinemas everywhere else. Now, to say all that, originally when the movie that we have selected unanimously was discussed, it fell within the year after. So it was classed as a 2008 movie. And as a result of that, it went head to head with Martyrs and let the right one in, which went through for that year. I stand by that, 100% stand by that. And I know that people were royally pissed off with that. But then when it came to scoring the end of that, people felt that this movie that we're going to talk about in this episode should have went in above Martyrs. Uh, and Martyrs fucking topped the table <laughs> like for, for you know, the year that we ended up, like the, the, the kind of conversation at the end in terms of the decade discussion. Mars was right, right, right up there. And I'm sure the other one may have got a chance at that one, but, it, you know, it would have had to rely on on people all being in sync, which we know in the summer series were not. So coming back into this, it was a case of, well, this movie's going to have to be discussed as a 2008 movie. And then, with further information out there, turns out this movie played as part of a small screening of older movies, and it premiered in December 2007 in the USA, thus moving its bracket date to 2007. Interestingly enough, had it originally been in the 2007 bracket, um, the top two movies representing that year were The Mist and Wreck. Um, I actually think this one would have went through. So, whilst I've teased you enough, let's get to our hosts that are joining me for the final time this week. And then we will be telling you what our movie is, although I think you probably guessed what it is, and why we selected it as a unanimous de facto movie going through to represent this year. Uh, joining me for the final time this week and for the final time on this summer series is Mr. Bo Ransdell. How are you doing, Bo? I'm doing well. And this is a great example of how I should pay more attention to social media. Because... <laughs> I did not I, I did not realize any of these things until you said them just now. Well, this is what I'm here for. I'm here for context, yeah. Bo. Always here for context. I appreciate that. <laughs> Mark Ball is also with us. How you doing, Mark? Uh, I'm doing good. And Bo, you're a busy guy. You, you ain't got time for the social medias. That's totally understandable. Yeah. Uh, I had also completely fucking forgotten that I was on the 2008 episode until you <laughs> said which were the two movies that did go through. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And I'd also completely forgotten about the, about the whole whole baloo about Trick or Treat. Yeah. And what I think is wild is like that movie, I think was that it Wait, did I just spoil the movie That's that we're right. talking about? That's right, at this point, it's the show artwork as well, so people will know. <laughs> Dude, I'm running on like four hours of sleep, so yeah, I, I, I apologize for fucking that up. But uh, yeah, uh, any, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit more like, yeah, when we talk about this thing. But yeah, I'd completely forgotten that. Uh, that, that was like one of my favorite episodes i think we did of the, the summer series was yeah the 2008 episode yeah. because yeah the the conversations around martyrs and uh let the right one, let the right one in were really interesting uh but yeah uh yeah this is uh <laughs> uh i'm just gonna shut the fuck up now because I, I feel weird about totally spoiling that <laughs> like i say the show artwork is trick-or-treat so um, oh, okay i just uh, trick-or-treat like... yeah what <laughs> well <laughs> spoiler alert um, yeah. dan chase is joining us as well how you doing buddy 
I'm excited, man. Uh, there are certain rules one must abide by to successfully survive <laughs> a summer series, and uh, it is a laundry list. But no, I I love Kiss. I love Gene Simmons. So trick or treat, let's fucking go! Woo! He brought it back. He brought it back. Uh, uh, Dave Parker is also joining us for the final time this week. How you doing? I'm good, and I'm so glad that Jerry Herring pointed out that this one technically is 07 because yes. I was ready. Because there was like five movies, and they're all like equal caliber. And I was like, "Fuck, I don't want right. to. I don't. I, yeah. I like all these, but I don't want to fucking argue all these fucking <laughs> movies." So it was just like so much easier that it was this. It's like, yeah, this is the yes. right choice. Yeah, because like it's list. I think it's listed on IMDb as 2007. But I couldn't yeah. find at the time. Even then, I couldn't find anything at all, and it's but not listed. Yeah, it's literally not listed anywhere except on fucking Wikipedia. It's Harry Knowles movie thing, and yeah. people try to forget about Harry Knowles now. Yes, but yes. But he is in a summer series movie. He is in the faculty, so he is you'll indeed, never forget. Yeah, it. Uh, and uh, we have him. Um, essentially, it's, it's listed on wikipedia but knowing what wikipedia is like i couldn't guarantee that one of you guys hadn't went in and edited it so uh so i had to, I had to like physically go and find the lineup from the festival like uh, and like an internet archive and it is there it played in december um as part of the his like uh, michael doherty was there and he, he selected the movie for for play so they saw in that cinema a screening of this movie um in advance of all the issues that it went through. Uh, Trick or Treat's a movie that we have, like, ultimately, like, sided with. Now, like I say, I, like, not that I want to, like, the amount of fucking hate I got online because this movie didn't beat Martyrs, uh, once again, suck my dick. Um, this, is a great <laughs> this is a great anthology and all the things that people say about it is right, but I'd like, to me, it has one anthology segment that I think is not great. But as a whole, it's a fucking great movie. To me, Martyrs is like a work of art. Um, so I was like, and let the right one in. What are we even doing here, guys? Um, so yeah, like to me, it was like, this is why a third, like a third pick might be a great idea. Um, which is why, once again, the following year, we introduced three movies representing the year. That's what we did this, which has preempted the catalyst that's created the confines of this series that we're doing right now, catching them all up. So, like Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic Park, a movie that didn't make it through for summer series, even though some people are angry at that one, life uh, 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 finds a way. Um, so, we are we are here to, to, to basically swear this one in. Swear to me. Um, Trick or Treat is... It's is is, is unusual to find a movie that just wears its heart so, like, obviously on its sleeve as much as this movie does. Um, it's like the start of a new wave of uh, anthologies although we're slipping backwards where we started getting like singular voices controlling them which i think is really fucking important because like some of these ones i've seen of late where there's multiple directors involved it turns out some of them are not as good as others um so let's just call it like we see it um i think the mortuary collection was one recently ryan spindell who he did the entire thing himself and i think that continuity and telling those stories adds value and dorothy's way of delivering this could only really be done comfortably by one director because of the entanglement of all the stories overall i think it yeah it, it, it like if you're into the spooky season and you're into halloween it's all over the fucking place and it really is to me the uk doesn't celebrate that 
on that level, we are slowly being Americanized, so you'll all be happy about that. Um, like slowly but surely, with your cheeseburgers and your Dr Peppers and your your scream twos, your scream neo-fascism. <laughs> yeah, your <laughs> neo-fascism. Like yeah, it's, it's slowly, it's slowly working its way over here. Hey, Thanks, guys. At least guys. their shitty politicians resign when they're caught. Uh, yeah, he did eventually. He's still in though. No, um, oh, is he? Oh yeah, yeah, he's still in. He, <laughs> Sorry, he, I he, he, he resigned. He resigned. <laughs> But then he was like that. I'm just gonna hang on for an extra two months. Right, he's putting his two months notice. Yeah, he, like, he's, and he's like, he's like, I'm great hair, I, by the way. Great I, I, hair. Sh I shit you not. He's like, I'm just, like, I'm just two months, and like everyone, everyone in the public was like, well, no, you can't like do that. Like the, the people that like forced you out, they're gonna tell you to go, and they were all like, oh, two months, that's fine, um, because that's how things happen over here. So yeah, let the, uh, the people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, so let's uh, move on. Uh, Trick or Treat is, yeah, it's a great movie. It's got a great score, a great cast. It's got Brian Cox in it. Brian Cox from Dundee, great Scottish actor. Um, the original Hannibal Lecter, the OG Hannibal Lecter. Uh, Lecter with a K, because that's how new metal he is. Um, so like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, How do like, you bring new metal into this? I'll bring it <laughs> anywhere I can. Wait till you hear this, Bo. Um, like, so, no, the, like, he's, he's brilliant in it. And I love, like, there's... There's actually the attention to detail, like, on subsequent watch, watches where you pick out more elements where you're like, oh, in the background, or that does directly link to that. Or you can, you can work out the time right. frame as well the more you watch it. And that's, once again, like, a really important revisit value to the movie. Um, me and the the kid who I'm I'm basing like a lot of a lot of how movies stand up now uh, against uh, sat and watched it last Halloween and she fucking loved it um, at seven years old <laughs> like absolutely like like adored it um, so like to me is a, a good kind of measuring stick for for how these things can have longevity so yeah I think it, it rightly goes down as one of the best anthologies. I'd like once again, and I said on that episode, anthologies are not my thing, unless they really are just a singular voice uh, telling a lot of shorter stories, rather than just getting an, an amalgam of people in there, uh, stripping their budgets down to the minimum, and then forcing them to do things which really might not have context to how they fit overall in the the finished package. And it's very seldom that I see one that has that setup that actually holds together as well as Trick or Treat does with the one guy. Uh, put him on the map. He's now doing all the big, big, big movies with all the big, 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 big bucks and he deserves it. I think he's, he's an incredibly talented director and I'm glad that it's here. I'd like, if we're using the argument that I said we couldn't use <laughs> for the previous one, I think if you're talking about a decade in horror and Trick or Treat isn't kind of mentioned, I think you're missing out on a movie that was almost intentionally buried by a studio but now, it's not even a cult following. It, it like has the horror following it's right. not like this isn't like a couple of people championing it till it gets you know mainstream <laughs> success like everyone was pretty much on board when they saw it we were watching it going this is fucking rad um so i yeah I'm, I'm over the moon here i know there'll be plenty of hosts who are not on this episode that'll be very very happy right now i know there's plenty of listeners that'll be very happy right now but like dave said as soon as we could confirm it was 2007 every other movie got dropped um, in the conversation yeah. of which yeah. they were surprisingly close um, and then this one got put through. So yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon to have this one through. Uh, with that in mind, uh, I mentioned Dave there. Dave, uh, thoughts on our pick of Trick or Treat? 
All right. Yeah, I mean, this is a classic. It's it's a it's a new classic, really, yeah. right? It, it doesn't feel that old, but it, I guess it is. Um, thing I love about it is it takes place in Ohio, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Eh, eh. And mm-hmm. uh, you can actually see the cold fucking breath. That's so rare. Usually they shoot yes. Halloween movies in California or some shit. Like Halloween by Carpenter. Great movie, but eh, that don't look like Halloween, brother. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, there's been Ohio what has been cold as fuck. And I love those little details. I mean, what? It's the fucking Pulp Fiction of horror films, the way it's put together. It's so clever. Ooh, nice. Um so, so Dylan Baker, I want to mention him, and his his performance in this makes a great acting, uh, yeah. you know, pair with happiness, which um, <laughs> that one should not be around children. It, it makes it all the much sweeter that he's poisoning Thurman Merman from Bad Santa in one of the most hilarious segments. Um, uh, like the details, how it pairs up with the Brian Cox story later. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I, they said there's not really many great horror anthologies since what Creepshow or Amicus. Let's be yeah. honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. A handful. And it's due to people need to have the same creator making them. Like, yeah. uh, so so they do that really well. Uh, as far as 08, it was a hard fucking call. Like I said, those three movies that were put up for 08, it's just like, oh, I don't even know what to do. It was like a 77, you know, it was like a Sophie's Choice, right? So so also one one final thing here is the story with Brian Cox. Um, well, not necessarily that story, but the story where they go down. It involves Brian Cox with the school bus. Yes, that is the saddest, darkest, yeah. most perfect Halloween yeah. story there ever was. Yeah, um, great film, great film. Nice, right? Go to Don Chase. Oh, I, I totally agree. That segment is super dark. Actually, the the dude who plays the vampire kid uh, is played by Richard Harmon. He uh, he did a lot of shows after. He's a pretty big actor now. Mm. And uh, we had an interview with him, and he was telling us about, <laughs> I mean, he's a young kid, but at that point, he had, like, basically given up on acting because he was kind of disillusioned with the whole thing, ran into some assholes and, and just got pretty shitty experiences on a couple of sets. And then he rolled up to this set, Michael Doherty with his fucking magic. And it must have been as magical on set as it is watching this movie because he said it completely revitalized them. And and again, you know, you said Doherty blew up. Well this this dude pretty much did too. He's got quite a career. And uh and I also think it'd be great if he ever fucking returned if they ever do make a trick or treat too. But instant classic i mean when we say that that's those are fucking strong words Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's crazy to have a film as soon as it drops just everybody fall in love with it and it holds up and uh, i don't know like obviously we're all horror fans and halloween is very sacred to us um and i think to to take on you know the the holiday as many anthologies try and do with Halloween, they they just fail miserably a lot of the times. And a lot of it's because of what Duncan said, you know, different directors, it's not cohesive. There's always that one segment that just sucks. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it just, oh man, this could have been fucking great. And I don't know, I'm a big anthology fan in that I love the idea of an anthology and how they cross over and stuff like that. But the more of them get them wrong than anything. Yeah. And and there's just so many missed opportunities and it's frustrating because essentially what a good anthology does is it does combine them like, like this movie does. And, you know, you can see the same kids walking by in the beginning as you do in their segment. They run into people and that's how it should be. That's just good storytelling. I mean, that's just that's just a good movie and it this movie from front to back is so much fucking fun to watch i just uh, this is this is one 
where and I start my fucking Halloween September first. That's the unofficial yeah. Halloween start to me. Most people like October, but all of us, I guarantee you, everybody starts fucking September. This is the one that I try and hold off. And I know some years it's even made it at, on my on my you know um, viewing list on Halloween night. It's that fucking special. It's that sacred. Nothing else that was brought up, you know, could even fucking touch this movie. And I think to this day, it still has, uh, you know, a strong impact just on storytelling alone. Yeah. Like it's a good, it's a good fun story. And more importantly, this is a movie that celebrates the holiday of Halloween better than any movie fucking has, except maybe. Yeah, it's one of those things as well where you can have like iconography in the background of a movie doesn't make your movie good. You know what I mean? Like, like you can a lot of movies just play into like deliberately play into nostalgia or play into. Right. Well, you like I, I, it's the, like the way my eyes roll whenever I, I see like an article come out and say, "Oh well, did you see the silver shamrock masks at the back of this movie?" And I'm like, "Oh, who gives a fuck? The movie's boring." <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> no, like, and. and- Doherty yeah. really gets the holidays uh, right, obviously with Krampus too. Like he yeah. he understands the significance of holidays and what they mean to people. And more so for me, and I know a lot of you guys, it's Halloween over fucking Christmas any day. I love Christmas, yeah. but Halloween all day. Yeah. Right, so let's, uh, let's swing this round. Let's go to Mark Ball, trick or treat. I bet you're surprised uh, that this is the movie we're talking about, Mark. No, not not in the slightest. What, what does surprise me is, if I recall right, uh, there there was a lot of buzz about this movie when it was getting made yes. in the early days of like Bloody Disgusting and Dread Central and Arrow in the Head and all those websites. And then it didn't really. I, if my recollection is, it didn't really come out for a couple of years, like in any sort of fucking accessible way. I, I think this was one that I think a lot of people bootlegged and. Uh, that was the first way of seeing it because the studio had no fucking faith in this. Is well, kind yeah, of what, what I recall. Yeah, if, which if, is... like, if, if you believe the the lore on the internet, it was supposed to come out in October in two thousand and seven, which would have put it head to head with one of the Saw sequels. Um, yeah. So as a result, Warner Brothers pulled it. Um, well, and also there's the Brian Singer element because Doherty was yes. part of the uh, Superman Returns group yeah he was in on that and and, right and so when that hit or again this may be apocrypha but um that it was sort of this movie was shelved partly as punishment yeah for a lot of money yeah yeah which is, which is fucking now. awful. Yeah, yeah which, like, this movie is such now. a slam dunk, like especially with horror fans. Like this is such a fucking easy sell. You like all you have to really right. tell them is like this movie gets the feeling of like like dance. It's a perfect like start to like spooky season because it just encapsulates and like just has such a feeling about it that is like so autumn and Halloween and like I I, I think this is one of the best movies about like the halloween season that there is like I, I, in some ways i almost think like it represents that better than halloween does mm. uh not, not saying that, like it's a better movie than that but like as far as just you know getting me in the mood for like the halloween season and the spooky season uh trick-or-treat does does the trick and it's, it's also very much like a lot of uh other things i love like ec comics like i, I got like, like yeah. some of some of these stories are very very tales from the crypt and i i, I agree that the, the the bus segment is like 
it gets me every time how fucking dark and like mean spirited it oh, yeah. kind of is, and like I mean that, that, that's what it sets out to do. Is, is, like, that's it's, what it's, a ghost uh, story is supposed to be. Like this, I think we forget right. that at time. A, a ghost story, a short. That's why I love the Amicus. Like um, like Dave mentioned earlier on, like when you watch an Amicus short, they're all fucking miserable. Like like the worst things yeah. happen to everyone, and they're not. And by the end, and the Lincoln story, and almost every Amicus thing, you're either insane or you're dead and with the devil. That is literally how all of them finish. <laughs> right? so, dead or in hell, or that's, both. Yeah, that's literally how they all finish. Um, so, like, to me, that's the, you need that in your horror anthology. I can't be having people... I can't be having the happy ending all the way through it. It saves it, and it plays it off perfectly to give you the happy ending later on in the movie. Well, the thing that makes this stand out from the Amicus ones is the amicus i love them but yeah. the wraparound stories are rather crummy they're very oh, they're, simplistic they're, the same. they're very much yeah, this the, one is the wraparounds are crummy they're just very much the same they're yeah. like hey why are we in this crypt yeah you know why y'all in this crypt yeah okay well, wait a second but this what, what, one is, why is am i on well this train who is this who's a strange man with tarot cards on this train <laughs> you know why you're in this train <laughs> why am i in this mental institution <laughs> i love them but they're all the same <laughs> <laughs> And I think what what makes this one stand out, uh, but that that that's what makes this better than other movies that are just like trying to be like Halloween movies. Like you can throw as many like jack lanterns and fucking spray painted yeah. leaves in the background of every movie as you can, but at the end of the day, if it's not a good horror movie, then like it's it's just kind of pointless. And uh, I think Trick or Treat gets both of those things. Like it accomplishes both of those things in fucking spades. Like it's also a really effective horror movie so um yeah i'm i'm really happy to see this one go through as number three i fucking love kirk nice right final thoughts on our pick here today parker you mean bo uh, have you already spoke yeah all right to bo right i was i was gonna skip bo because well 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 <laughs> Looky what we've got here. Yeah, a good old-fashioned old fuck-up recorded on here. I bet Duncan will edit that out. Duncan won't edit that out. So You're giving me the hi-hat. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, just to kind of reemphasize what everyone here has said, I don't think there is a movie that loves Halloween as much as I love Halloween yeah. as, as Trick or Treat. Um, you know, like like Dan was saying, this is just a movie that you watch when Halloween season approacheth, and it is it, it gets you excited for the the season. It is one of the best, if not the best, horror anthology. It yeah, it's just it's so affectionate, but in its affection, it doesn't forget to be a good horror movie. Yeah, and you know, it's it's really special. It, there there are very few movies. Um, that capture the sort of spirit and enthusiasm and darkness and and fun of Halloween the way this one does, and maybe no better movie than this one uh, in that regard. So yeah, it's tremendous. Trick or Treat's one of the best movies ever. Uh, I love it. And when I show it to people, like even people who aren't diehard horror fans and all that, you know, I just I'll screen it at the house around Halloween and invite some friends over. And the ones who have never seen it are constantly shocked that they've never seen it. yeah you know it, it's just it's a crowd pleaser even if you're not a diehard horror fan people just love the movie because the movie is in love with being a movie you know yes. and yeah that that enthusiasm is really infectious 
Well, there you go, What's ladies that? and gents. There you go. Making its way to the Thunderdome next year. Joining the Mist and Wreck, represent 2007, is Trick or Treat. We have we've blitzed through this. I, I'm... I'm excited. This is officially, as we're recording, the very final uh, summer series recording I'm doing because I do them all out of order. Anyways, this is the last one done, which means I have the final list of all the movies I went through. Um, and it's, it's it's a daunting list. And I'm very excited to start work on the next summer series, October 1st, which is when everyone else gets to start theirs as well. This series could not have been done, though, without the, the, the careful consideration, the time, the effort, and the energy of my co-hosts who have made this incredibly easy. This seven run has been a ton of fun for sure. So you, they all have podcasts. They all do things. You need to go and listen to them and support what they're doing as well. And with that in mind, they will tell you where you can check out their stuff. Dan, where can people check out your stuff, buddy? Uh, first off, I want to say thank you so much for having me on, Duncan. I, I truly look forward to this every year. Um, you know, everybody looks forward to uh, the Halloween season, but before that, it's all about the fucking summer series, baby. Oh, thanks, so man. thank you so much for having me on, dude. I really do appreciate it. And uh, it was great talking with all you guys. Yeah, you can find me on uh, Cut to the Chase. Um, we also do a show called Cut to the Cartoon Commentary, where we talk over, you know, episodes of Beavis and Butthead. If anybody hasn't seen that new fucking uh, season, please check that out, because it's hilarious. Uh, and yeah, I also, uh, I, we, we're getting ready for our new season of Thrills and Chills coming up for the Halloween season, where we, man, we do Treehouse of Horror episodes. Um, we've had a lot of you guys on. Everybody that's here, obviously, um, open invitation if you guys want to get down on mm -hmm. that. We also cover different uh, horror movies, and um, yeah, just getting ready for that. And uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, for having me on. Awesome, right, Mark? Where can people check out your stuff, buddy? Uh, so you can find me and Duncan over on the Doing the Nasty podcast, which is coming back here pretty quick. We'll be playing yeah. some catch up and getting some episodes out. That's over on tputzcast.com, where you can find some other great shows over there. Uh, I put out an album earlier this year that I would love if you checked out. Uh, the album is called Jinxed, and I put out music under the name Fancy Mark. So it's definitely on Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple Music, all the usual places. If you just search for that and stream it, I would really appreciate it. And I should hopefully have some more music coming out in the same place before the end of the year. Excellent. Nice. Bo though, where can people check out your stuff, buddy? Yeah, yeah, you can find me at the local bus station. Um, I'm usually there most nights sleeping on one of the benches. Um, in addition to that, you can also uh, search any old podcatcher for a podcast called The Dark Parade, mm. uh, which is where I do a weekly show, uh, you know, kind of a, a grab bag of some of the episodes or review episodes. Some of the episodes are deep dives on movies. Uh, pretty much everyone, I think, except maybe... Dave has been on the show. Well, you need to rectify that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially All right. Asian stuff. You know a lot more about Asian movies than me, but I like them. So love the uh, <laughs> great. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, yeah. So uh, please check that out. And you can find all of that uh, on legionpodcast.com, along with uh, another show that I do with my buddy Chad called Pick Six Movies, uh, which, as the name suggests, is picking six movies generally around a theme that are mostly bad every now and again we'll accidentally watch a good movie 
Um, and then, of course, uh, as, as Duncan men mentioned earlier in the week, we do uh, a bi-weekly show called Duncan of Ocom Correct. That is really just an excuse for us to get together and be silly. Yeah. Uh, currently, we are we are watching all of the Pink Panther movies. My pet. And yeah, yeah. And the next episode will be the uh, the movie where Alan Arkin. Yeah, the horribly steps. miscast. <laughs> it's. I mean, we haven't recorded this yet, but that movie is bonkers. Yeah, it's like it's one of those ones where, like, you know what? We we don't need the people that did this well. Let's just right. do this. Right. Uh, why on earth would you want to make a good movie with the creators you could rely on when you can make a movie that doesn't make no sense? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, it, it's a ton of fun, and and uh, and just to echo what what the others have been saying, that sincerely, like this is so much fun, and yeah. I love talking to you guys about horror movies. I, there was nothing I like more than talking about horror movies with other people who love horror movies. So this is the absolute best. So thanks for having me. I'm going to save all these kind words this year. Uh, oh, I didn't mean you. I, I'm, well, no, I'm just, just in general, I'm just going to save all the kind words this year and play them at the end of next year when everyone hates me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dave, where can people check out your stuff, buddy? Uh, yeah, Mr. Parka on YouTube, uh, Anchor, and I'm on 22 Shots uh, occasionally. Uh, also, I should mention that speaking of Asian cinema, mm. I did a guest spot on Sick on Cinema, which kind of covers crazy extreme movies, but we did Hisiyasu Sato, my choice, and he is a weird pinky director, a pervert that makes movies for perverts, <laughs> but I, I like them quite a bit because I am very sick and they're short. Um, but anyway, honestly, I listen to all your guys' stuff. Um, I enjoy all you guys' podcasters. It was nice. This is a good group. I enjoyed all, enjoyed talking with you all and everything like that. So this is, yeah, this is a very fun recording, actually. And I still feel yeah. a little bad about Halsu because I do love that movie, too. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, There's only so many species, Dave. There's only so many species, and well, I, to be honest, I can make as many as I want. It's my show, but yeah, why not? Only, only, only so many species, Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, ladies and gents, I'm going to bring this show, and I'm going to take a very short break. When I come back, we will be discussing what we've done this week, and looking forward to the final two weeks of summer series. We'll be doing that right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. Ladies and gents, this has been episode 392. This has been the final summer series episode of this week where we've been doing the sevens. This has been 2007. And yeah, we did it, ladies and gents. We only gone and fucking did it. Trick or treat unanimously selected and moving forward to that grand old bracket in the sky which is Thunderdome next year finally taking its place some would say justly after being robbed but then we all know how well Martyrs did in that bracket two years ago and I'm just going to say as good as it is it had to fight something really fucking tough so yeah it is through it is joining Frank Darabont's The Mist and a little movie you may have heard of called Wreck uh, what, a, what a fucking year 2007 is now, by the way. That's right, suck its chubby. Now, I want to just put this out here. My guests were awesome on this run. You heard them, they were fucking great. And I'm going to miss them. But next week I get a whole new group of hosts. So I'm spoiled again. And you guys are spoiled, because that's kind of how this thing works. So thank you to them. 
And a reminder that because we unanimously selected the movie, then we didn't need to do a poll, so I ain't got any comments from the Facebook group page, and that's the way I like it, when everyone is silenced. <laughs> so yeah, there we go on that one. There is a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under this taste. Wherever you're listening right now, hit subscribe. That way you get the shows as and when they drop, and access to the entire back catalogue of Teapot's content. Do not stop there, though, ladies and gents. You can check out our sister feed. It's the Tea Putts Collective. Over there, I'm a busy beaver. I'm doing shows like Where to Begin With. Where to Begin With is a show where I pick a genre of cinema. And over a season, I give you 10 choice picks, 10 juicy, delicious cuts of cinema that I think are good starting points, midway points, obscure references, and a way to get you into that genre. More food for thought. I do a show called Chronicle, which exclusively looks at European horror cinema this season with guests I do a show called Doing the Nasty where Mark Ball you may know Mark Ball he's just been on this episode Mark Ball joins me and we look at the tier 3 video nasties list most of those movies utter dog shit but Mark and myself are taking the bullet for you it's one for the team ladies and gents one for the team and then the final show I do on that feed is Opera Omnia Opera Omnia picks a director every single season and runs through their body of work or opera omnia if you will I do it with one resident guest host the next series is starting this month with uh, JP from 22 Shots of Moods and Horror and we're looking at Alex Garland over his three movies um, Annihilation, Ex Machina and Men all those shows plus their archives are all available in one singular feed it's called the Teapots Collective and subscribing to that and this one is the best way to support what I do under the stairs yeah, that's right, two feeds, loads of content, I keep busy, and you guys have plenty to listen to. It's a kind of symbiotic relationship where we both get what we want. I have things to do when I can't sleep, and you have things to listen to to distract you from your lives. Yeah, see why? That's fucking teamwork! Anyway, ladies and gents, um, if you hate using podcatchers, and you may do, you can find everything on our website. It's teaputscast.com. Links to all the shows are there, as well as a link to Jaws's Shite, another regrettable outburst. That's a booze-based banter entertainment podcast featuring myself, The Maz, and Scott and Liam from Scott and Liam vs. Evil. We get very drunk on those shows. We talk about... A lot of bad life choices that we've made, including getting drunk on recorded episodes. Uh, all for your entertainment, we do some weird news stories from around the globe, and Baz will regale you with more stories that will make you wonder how anyone could be his friend and how he's still alive. Oh yeah, and how he's married with kids. With kids, ladies and gents. Uh, so Jaws is shite and other regrettable outbursts is exclusively available on tputzcast.com. Of course, if you're on Facebook and you want to internet with us over there, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast gets you the podcast under the stairs. You can internet with the polls that I post. Let us know what horror movies you're looking forward to, post trailers, engage in general conversation, or just shoot the shit. It is a cool group with some cool cats, and you can be cool too over there. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. The Teapots Collective has a Facebook page, which is a pure place of posting progress. Uh, it's where I post absolutely everything that I do, every show I've been on and every show I'm invited on, all on that feed. It is facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. Lastly, if you like your internet weird, then Jaws is shite and other regrettable outbursts is the Facebook group page for you. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettable pod. 
If you don't like Facebook, and let's be honest, we should all be off Facebook, because it sucks. Um, sorry, Mark Zuckerberg, please keep my account active. Um, and you want to internet with us? Well, we do have something on the twin prongs of social media sexness. Those are Instagram and Twitter, both as evil as each other, but let's be honest, they're probably the top three social media platforms, and we kind of have to do it if we want to engage new listeners. You can follow us on both those platforms, the Instas and the Twitters, at TeaputsCast. The podcast under the stairs is returning for you this Sunday, where we conclude our week's action by looking at another 88 Films Italian classic. This one is a bona fide classic. It's fucking bonkers. It's the last movie that Carol Baker made with the great late director Umberto Lenzi. It's called Knife of Ice. Me and Dave Parker spoke about it earlier on in this year when we did the Baker Lenzi box set. And this one scored ridiculously high from both of us compared to how some of the other ones scored. And there's a reason behind it. It's fucking nuts. So I will be back then to do that for you. Ladies and gents, you've been fucking awesome. I have loved this summer series and we have two weeks left to go. And then you know what they say? It's time for Bazaween. So, ladies and gents, for the second last time this week, wherever you are, whatever the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big, bad world of yours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off. Valkyation in all this Revolution is what we Retribution will break the suffering Castigation Open your fucking eyes Open your fucking eyes Open your fucking eyes Cease washes away War being wet Every single coach is still in Damnation!